What up, GWB Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is different. This episode is not the same as the previous of episodes. This episode is a solo episode. Your only guest is me, Ben Mayfield. And I was uh, today out in this past weekend, I got to spend time with shout out to Gracie uh, and Donna Rowe and Abby uh, Smith. Made a name row, and Joshua and Stewart and Jim and and Baby J and I got to spend some time with them, and it just on Mother's Day and I got to see Abby be a mom, I got to see Donna be a mom and a grandmother, and I just got to see just the love that that family has for each other and the acceptance and love that they've given me. It's been it's been a, a, an amazing relationship with that fam. And so I wanted to do an episode today as I was driving back home. I was thinking about how special Mother's Day really is. And I was thinking about my mom. And I was thinking about some stories. And so I wanted to record an episode where I talked about it. Where I talked about my mom. I celebrate her. I talk about the story, the last story that that I the first story that I tell in the podcast, but the last time I got to talk about her in public, I tell that story. I tell a little bit about how I got to know Jesus, and, and my faith kind of grew because of her, and she was the catalyst for that. I just talk about the importance of celebrating your moms and to love them, and not not a, in a preachy way, but just in a celebrate celebration way. I hope you listen to this episode, and uh, I want you to know how awesome my mom was, my mom, Michelle Mayfield was, but also maybe realize how awesome your mom is and how special that relationship is. And maybe after the episode, you're inspired, you're, you feel this love to go out there and just give them a hug, give them a call, write them a letter, whatever it may be. Hold them, hold them close. Love them. I uh, appreciate all of you, appreciate you listening to the podcast, this is therapeutic for me, this is a hobby for me, this is something that I just love talking, it's my first solo episode, so I apologize if it's not the best solo, it's my first and only one, so I just hope you, you feel the raw, the authenticness of the episode, and know that I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this podcast, love you. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. And when you think the day is done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo, the great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield. What's up, GWB Nation? This is Ben Mayfield with another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is a little different. I'm by myself in the studio. I don't have any of my friends or uh, any guests to interview. And so this is a one-of-a-kind type of episode. Uh, maybe I might do these in the future if y'all really enjoy it and you DM me and say, hey, this episode is really good. I like the soloness of it. So uh, just let me know if you like this. And I'm just going to jump right into it. Today, I was trying to think about what to talk about and and how to talk about it. It's been playing my mind and my heart lately 
today, as me recording this, it's uh, it's Mother's Day, and I was thinking about what to talk about. And for some of y'all know, uh, in November of 2020, it will be 10 years since my mother passed away, um, and she died of cancer many moons ago, but she is still loved and beloved. And so on Mother's Day like this, and it's May 10th, so it's one month to my birthday, which, you know, it's always a special day when you get to celebrate with your moms and your dads and your family. And so just kind of this time, some of the season stuff makes me start thinking about that and reminiscing. And I was thinking about if I wanted to do an episode, I really wanted to tell this story on social media but I couldn't really think about what to, how to word it and type it up. And so I was like, you know what, Ben, you have a podcast. Why don't you just podcast about it and tell the story on podcasts and maybe tell some other stories about Mother's Day and moms in general. So a couple of years ago in 2017, I got a job working at a church, and I was really excited about it. Everything's going great. And on Mother's Day that year, 2017, I didn't have any responsibilities at the church, I was tired for some reason that Sunday, and I was like, you know what, I'm not. I'm just not going to go to church. I don't have to teach Sunday school. I don't have any youth programs, so I can just go to the church in Dahlonega instead of driving down um, to Atlanta. I get nervous, and I get frantic, and I feel like i got to talk a thousand miles an hour, and I'm the only person talking, so this is kind of weird. And this is an emotional topic, so... I went to Dahlonega, and this is like one of those crazy events, and this is what I was going to post on social media, because it's been, I guess, you know, it's 2017, it's 2020, so it's been three years since this has happened, and it's the last time I publicly, or maybe not maybe not the last time, but one of the last times I publicly really talked about this, was I went to church, just randomly to Dahlonega, I hadn't been in a while, and I was sitting next to Ursula, shout out to Ursula, and... In the morning, Nathan Dickens, who's been on the podcast multiple times, we love Nathan, does like announcements and like a little mini message and then prays, and then the worship band goes, and then they play another song, and then the main pastor goes up, goes, and that's Steve Schofield. And Nathan was running late, or his alarm didn't go off, so he wasn't there, and Steve Schofield's like, oh man, what am I going to do? And he turns, and he's sitting in the pew next to his wife. And turns and sees me, and was like, oh, Ben's here. Haven't seen him in a while. I know he's working at a church. He's a good man. He said, Ben, will you go do what Nathan does? And I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. And so then I have about two and a half minutes of this worship song to figure out what I'm supposed to say, and it's Mother's Day. And I was like, oh, man, what I got to do? What I got to do? What I want to do? Got to figure it out, like, What's an opening line? What's what's something to talk about? What's a, maybe some scripture? Maybe what's something that we could pray about? And then before I know it, it was like, oh, it was my turn to go stand up there and talk. And the only thing that I could work out in my mind that I actually did was the opening line, which was like, you know, today's Mother's Day, and we all kind of remember when we were kids in kindergarten or you know elementary school when we used to write, "Mom is wow" or "Wow is mom." upside down and that's why you're so special and it was a it was a great open line it killed it crushed and uh then it kind of just took over I don't really remember all that I said but I started talking from the heart and I know I made a comparison of like how you know our moms have a special love 
in a bond with us and they take care of us and the, and they, we grow in their body and they take care of us. They provide the nutrients. They provide everything and then they carry us. And then they try to carry us as best as they can in the world. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's some really good moms out there. Maybe not everybody has the best relationship and I understand that with their moms or maybe it's their dads. And I just compared how Jesus talks about how he nurtures us and cares for us and how, you know, he he loves us and compared the motherly love that he has and not just the fatherly love. And so I did all that and I towards and I held it all together and I remember Tim Horn, shout out to Tim Horn, who was like Uncle Tim to us growing up as kids, was behind us. And it, it, I remember looking at him and getting caught of him and then I was in you know, I'm standing where her funeral was, which was, you know, in that church, in that spot. And I'm standing there, you know, in front of some loved ones and people I care about. And I just got overwhelmed with emotion. And I started getting teary-eyed. And so I was like, all right, let's pray. And so I started praying. And when you're in prayer, you're kind of like, you know, you're focused up a little bit more. And then even through the prayer, I was having a tough time getting through it. But I didn't I didn't break fully. But it was really cool, and the heartwarmingness of it was there's some people in that church who knew my pain, who knew my story, because I didn't tell the the congregation about my mom. I didn't mention how she passed away. I didn't mention that. I was just saying how special moms are in general. But it was really cool that the people who knew me or knew my story uh, or knew her, really, uh, felt that energy, felt that that passion and um and it was cool and I could feel that when I was praying and then this got to me and then I prayed and then I immediately made a beeline to Ursula to go sit down and she was bawling out crying because she's got some 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 really incredible stories about how to get through and some mom stuff and and so I'm sitting next to her and getting teary-eyed and uh and it's just going well and then it they uh start playing the next worship song and Steve gets up to like go and like kind of like get ready to go do his message and I think it I think maybe someone told him or I think maybe he knew it just clicked a little later and so that worship song's over Tim Horn's crying Raffer Wyndham's got some teary eyes and because they both knew my mom and they knew me or know me and so and Raffer Wyndham's the worship leader and so they get done and then Steve gets up there Schofield and he's, he's, if you know Steve, man, this guy's got heart, he's got passion, he really does love it, and he goes up there, and he's preaching, and like getting ready to preach, and he says, I don't know if you know this man's story, and he looks at me, and he's like, Ben's, you know, done this, this, and this, and I didn't know he was going to be here today, we didn't know Nathan wasn't going to be here, it all just kind of lined up perfectly where I just happened to be sitting here and he was sitting here to my left I said hey you know what why don't you go do this and he's like I don't know why I did that it wasn't like I was like you know I want to find Ben Mayfield today and ask him to do this and Ben wasn't going I'm going to sit next to Steve today it all just kind of aligned and he said you know that's one of those God moments of man what Ben had to say in his heart was maybe what we need to say today on this Mother's Day of something that's impactful of a reminder of how special that relationship is. And man, man, it hit me hard. And then, you know, he's getting teary-eyed. And then he goes into a sermon, and it's great. And got a lot of hugs and kisses and, you know, people, you know, just being very kind and generous. And I, I was kind of trying to tell that. I wanted to tell that story 
on a post, but I really couldn't. It's just too it's too long for me, and I'm too long winded, as you can tell, as a as a podcast host. Sometimes I tell long stories, and I don't know. I love my mom, and it's been really special and um, to talk about that story. But I was thinking about what else to kind of mention, and you know, moms in general have a special relationship. Like I just I'm just speaking from my own experience. And my brother, one day I want him to come on here and the two of us kind of talk about some really cool stories about our moms because I know he's got tons of just incredible, insightful, passionate stories about just, like, how awesome she was. And, like, I just want to tell a couple quick stories for y'all about my mom. And then also, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, man, like, I love my mom or may have had a tough relationship with mom or maybe you don't even know your mom. I don't even know what level you are. DM us and message us a cool mom story. And I may not mention it on the podcast, but you know I read every DM. And it would just warm my heart to hear some of y'all's stories about how special your moms are. Um, I just, that would just be awesome if you did that. So just DM me. But anyways, I digress. Going into um, another little story I want to tell is, whew, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, it's my first solo format. I'm also just really... I mean, even though I'm sitting in a room by myself, in a house by myself, quarantined by myself, I get I'm getting emotional, and this is not even live. I can I can literally delete this if I want to. No one has to hear this. It could be just for me, or I could post it. I don't even care. But I don't know. I feel like if I don't, if my brother and myself, my dad, or whoever, if you listening don't tell your parents' story, then then nobody's gonna hear it. And so I just want to like. I just want to tell some stories for my mom, and, and so anyway, so that's where I'm at right now, was I, the, my mom gave me one of the greatest gifts, and this is my, it's my testimony, and if you were at Sab 2018, or, or Wesley many years ago, I've told my testimony, I think only twice, and so I want to tell a little bit of it right here, and this is kind of a shorter version of it, but I just I tell this story because it's really sweet and sentimental to my heart, but it's also like the greatest gift I think my mom could ever give me was, as you know, I mentioned earlier, my mom passed away from cancer, and that was in the fall of 2010, November. I call that the dark ages because in 2010, I lost a lot of relationships, and I talk about my friendship with Will Helms, and I, I say his name because y'all know Will, he's been on the podcast, so spoiler alert, we, we became friends again, but that friendship was one of the, of the four horsemen, that's what we call ourselves, we're in high school, it's nerdy, you know, but Will and I just, you know, I can be a little bit of a, um, of a arrogant jerk, you know, and I use, or troll, there's a better word probably, troll, and I know I'm trolling, and it's just kind of fun because I'm in on it, but sometimes they're not in on it. And so if that makes sense, if any of y'all are out there, like, you know what I'm talking about, like, so I do, like, I know I'm trolling. That's the purpose of trolling because it's kind of like a meta thing. Anyways, Will did not appreciate that. And I rubbed him wrong one day, and he and I got in a little bit of a tiff, and I kept baiting him. I was like, what are you going to do, Will? Like, you're going to try to beat me up? Like, I can, and if you don't know Will, you know, now he's like, you know, super bulk. But, you know, he could probably 
at the time, I was very confident I could take Will. And uh, and he didn't like the fact that I was, like, arrogant about that. And, and he was – we got in a fight over Ultimate Frisbee, which, to be true – like, to be fair, Ultimate Frisbee is very competitive. And I know a lot of people love Ultimate Frisbee. So, anyways, we got in a disagreement. And then our buddy Trey kind of broke us up. And for me, that was, like, on a Saturday. By that Monday – I was over it, and I was like, all right, I'm ready. Like, let's, like, what's up, Will? Like, went to the lunch table. Now, I remember sitting next to him on the lunch table, and he just didn't want to interact. Like, didn't want to talk, doing this. And I was like, okay. Like, and I threw off some softball questions of, like, hey, here's – what about this? Or what about this? Just shut down. And by that point, I, like, left half the day for, like, a work release. Uh, I was at the 4-H office. And so I was like, all right, like, I'll just leave. Like, I don't – have to put it into this and so that last semester of my senior year I checked out I was like all right you know if y'all don't want me to be here I'm not going to try to def- divide the friendship group of like Hatfields and McCoys you choose one side I choose one side and so that friendship was like all right boom whatever so I talk about relationships I talk about how I lost a friend I lost the friendship and I lost not just that friendship with Will but I distanced myself with a lot of the friends that I had that spring. You know, I, I still talked to Trey a good bit, but, I, you know, I distanced myself from Jordan, from, you know, who's been on the podcast. He told his, you know, his marriage story on here. Shout out to Jay Corn, who texted me, by the way. So thanks, Jordan. I love you, man. I'm checking in on me today. And then, like, Thomas and, all, and, all, and Caleb and all these other guys, I kind of distanced myself. I was like, all right, I don't, I don't have to do this. And so I distanced myself. Didn't want to be part of that. Some of y'all listening, maybe you had some of those fallout stories too with, with, with a good friend who, you know, was brotherly or sisterly like, and you said, I can't do this anymore. And then that summer and that spring, I started talking to this girl, and this girl started becoming like my everything, if you will. Um, like the, <laughs> um, it's like the song replay. Shoddy's like a melody in my head. That song was like really popular then, and <laughs> that was kind of what this story of this girl was. And I just couldn't get her in my head, and it's so stupid. It was like young puppy love. I wish I could go back in time and like slap myself a little bit. But we started dating over the summer. It wasn't the healthiest relationship, but it was also like summer camp. right out of high school and so I felt like this independence I felt this freedom and this is actually a pretty messed up story this is man I've never told this oh my gosh I've never told this out loud this is weird okay okay I remember that summer of 2010 going home one weekend and and I wish I, I need to do this with Will in here at some point but I remember Mom and Dad sitting us down, Will and I, and saying, "Hey, I've been diagnosed with cancer. I've already medically retired. She so my when I graduated high school was her last teaching year, and she already had breathing problems, and she was going to medically retire. So we already knew that aspect of it. But it should you know should be fine in retirement, not a big deal. But I remember her sitting us down and dying, telling us that she's been diagnosed with cancer." And I remember that hitting heavy, but also was, if you know me, you know that I'm a very optimistic, very positive person. Like, I'm not going to, like, you could tell me that you have a month to live, and my mind goes, okay, cool, how can we make this the best month possible? And not like the 
the salt like a little bit like heavy not that I don't know the gravity of the situation is some of that now I'm sorry if I'm being too confusing some of that that I have now that positivity optimism is post this situation because I've gotten some light and and how to appreciate the small moments but anyways I remember that and I remember going back to summer camp and I'm, I was teary-eyed talking to this girl, and she's and and she's a nice person. She's great. She's married. She's happy. She's a wonderful person. I wish her well. This is ten years ago, and I remember telling her with tears going down my face, and she's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "My mom's got cancer," and she's like, "Oh my gosh," and I said, "She only has four months left." And I've never, I've told a couple, a handful of people this story. And I said, I remember telling her that she only has four months left. My mom never once told me that she had four months left. I don't know why I said that. I don't know where that came from. It wasn't like a situation where I was trying to get pity points. I mean, I just told her my mom had cancer. All right, if I needed pity points, it was already there. I don't know why I said this, but I did. I felt it and I said it. And she was like, ooh, and it scared her, actually. And that's part of the reason I'm telling this story is she and I ended up breaking up that fall. August, late August, September, I don't know. We broke up. She couldn't handle being long distance, and she also was like, I want to be a fun college student. I don't have to deal. I don't want to deal with this heaviness of this. So here I am sitting in college, I remember I'm in my orange Kia in the oh I'm in the Gainesville State parking lot and I'm sitting at the Gainesville State College, which was another thing that really got me depressed was I was at Gainesville State College and not at North Georgia and not at UGA, not at any other school but Gainesville State, which in hindsight was the best blessing in my life is being at Gainesville State. It did not matter. Go fighting geese. R.I.P. Gainesville State. And I'm sitting in the parking lot there. I'm crying. I'm freaking out. I got some Walmart chicken because the Walmart is right across the campus there in Oakwood. And I'm just like sitting there in the parking lot. I feel so alone. My my buddy Will, Trey, Thomas, Jordan, all those guys all, all went off to college. And our friendship wasn't where it was supposed to be. The girl that kind of supplemented that friendship with a relationship and a girlfriend just dumped me. I felt so alone, and I felt so empty. And my mom's sick. You know, my brother's off in college, and he and I butted heads a lot. And so that wasn't always the strongest relationship at that point. My dad was working a lot. You know, now he's got... We got and what people don't also realize is... When you live off two incomes, and then you start living off one income, it puts a lot of financial stress. And so there was just a lot of elements. And I contemplated a lot of things in that parking lot. And it it got, it got depressing. It got tough. And it was hard. And that was September-ish. And there's a couple of moments that I remember a lot, and it's a blessing that I went to Gainesville State instead of going to UGA, 
or anywhere else was I only went to classes two days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And every other day I got to be home. And with dad working and mom, you know, being medically retired, she and I got to spend a lot of time together. We got to spend a lot of hours together, chit-chatting. I still have a bunch of screenshots of our old text messages. I used to have voicemails, but I don't know where those went. But anyways, we spent a lot of time together. And I remember I have some sweet memories of that that are just so precious. And then I go back, and I'm, I mentioned that comment earlier in the episode about the four months thing that I told her. That was in July. August, September, October, November. November rolls around. And, ooh, I lost a friendship. I lost a relationship. I remember it was a Tuesday. My mom's nose was bleeding. My grandmother, who was my mom's mom, Grandma Moose, was at the house. And they were, like, cleaning and hanging out. And I was there hanging out with them. And then she was having a nosebleed, and then I left to go to class. And then she went to the hospital because the nosebleed wouldn't stop. And I don't want to get into details. And, you know, I'm not trying to to podcast my mom's, you know, ordeal. But really what I want to tell in that situation was on, on a Tuesday, she had a nosebleed, and it was harsh. I'm like, okay. Let's go to the hospital. Let's take care of it. And then by that, she had a blood transfusion. And then they had to put her in a medically induced coma. And then I remember the following Tuesday, November 23rd, 2010, my brother, my dad and I at the hospital. I had classes at, like, I think it was, like, at 3 o'clock psychology. And so he's like, hey... Go ahead, go to class. Like I think Will had to go to class too. Like go do y'all's thing. Like all right, cool. Still optimistic. Still in my mind, like this is gonna be fine. Like it's gonna work out. We'll wake her up in a couple of days. And, like it's gonna be good. It's my mom. And I remember getting that phone call right before I walked to class. And I'm like, hey, you need to come back to the hospital. And I remember coming back, I remember I was at Gainesville State, and she's at the hospital in Gainesville, Northeast, and so it wasn't that far of a drive. I remember parking, I remember going to like the fourth or fifth floor, and then there's a lobby before you get to the, into the, you know, where the surgery rooms are. And in that lobby was relatives that I love, I care about, and there were so many of them. And as I'm walking, it it felt like I was in a zoo. And everybody in there knew what I didn't know. And it just gave me this weird feeling of like they were staring at me. And then I remember seeing Will and Dad. Pretty sure Will beat me there. And then uh, hugging me, telling me that basically my mom was passed away. That her... Um, her heart gave out but her brain was still functioning so we got to say goodbye to her and then my dad pulled my brother and I in the side room and said our lives were going to be different from this day forward and it was and I tell that story because whew, I you know we did the things that we do funeral 
it's all kind of a blur, not just because it was 10 years ago, but because I was going through a lot of emotions. I mean, I remember people who showed at funerals. I remember, shout out to Charlie Worse, who gave me a hug. I remember that. His mom passed away when he was young. I remember seeing a, a friend of mine named Tyler Ashley, who his mom had passed away a couple of years before that. And he told me, man, this, the, this was the hardest thing he's ever dealt with. And that people who've lost a parent are like in a special club. And he's like, it's a club that no one wants to be part of, but no one can understand unless they're part of it. And he helped me get through a lot of that stuff. And that December, you know, was a very, it was a very, I mean, it was Thanksgiving, November 23rd. It was right next to Thanksgiving. So that was just ruined. And then Christmas, I mean, what was that supposed to be, you know? Less like a month later, it's Christmas. It was I don't even know. And then that spring, uh, the, the wild spring of 2011, I went a little wild, a little crazy. I won't tell you all those stories, but I was trying to fill this void, this void of emptiness, this void of not feeling loved, not feeling understood. I had anger. I was pissed. I was resenting things. I didn't know how to. Um, deal with emotions. I didn't want to go to counseling. I didn't have... I felt like I was just in this void of darkness and this abyss. And there was nothing that was going to complete it or fulfill it. And so that situation where I was sitting before my mom's passed away, sitting in that parking lot, had just now amplified even more so. And there was many of times where the darkest option felt like the right option. And Christy Callahan, a, a woman who I worked with at summer camp, who is, was a blessing, she knew and identified a lot of the pain and heartache and stuff that I was going through, and she invited me to church. And she invited me to a couple of different churches, and I was like, ah, it's not really my thing, Christy. She's like, no, I want you to go to a couple of churches with me. Like, come on. And she used her, like, we're friends. I was like, all right, whatever. And we went to several different churches. And I ended up really liking this church at, in Dahlonega, UMC. And I liked them because they were fun. It was great. And then that summer, I went back to 4-H camp. Did some wild, stupid stuff at camp that I'm not proud of. Also, it was like small camp camps of the year. I was, it, was, it, was, it was a good summer. I did I did well, but it was hard. I mean, like, I remember my mom telling me, hey, you know, when are you going to be leadership at summer camp? Can I come visit you? And I was like, well, mom, I'm a first year. Like, you know, I don't get that until maybe my third summer, you know. And now I'm in the middle of my second summer. And, I mean, my mom, God, I'm so sorry if this is confusing, y'all. But, like, 4-H, my mom got me into 4-H because... When my dad was deployed to Iraq, she noticed there was an emptiness of like, Ben's got to do something to fill this void. And so she got me plugged into 4-H from Mr. Cowie. So I did, you know, junior board. I ended up doing senior board and state board. I did, uh, you know, DPA, all these 4-H things, did summer camps. So 4-H was closely tied to my relationship with my mom. And so that summer, not even a year later, I'm in summer camp, you know, crushing it. Like, I had something to prove, and everything I did was like, 
I gotta make my mom proud. I gotta make my mom proud. And so 4-H became difficult in the sense of like, man, that's where like, that's where my mom got me plugged in. I can't let it down. And so that summer, you know, was a good summer. I, I did well. And then I started getting plugged into that church. And I remember September 5th, I heard these two worship songs. And I've told the story to my youth kids before. It was a song called, Your Love Never Fails, It Never Gives Up, It Never Runs Out on Me, was one of them. The other one set a, set a, set a fire down in my soul. But the lines that you never give up, you never run out, you ne- or you never give up, Oh my God, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me, and love never fails. Anyways, I digress. The song that, why that hit so hard with me was the word never was this, was this absolute, this consistency, this constant, and what happened to me was I lost my friendships, at least at that time, I felt like I lost my friendships. I lost my relationship, and then I lost the relationship with my mom through death, which was, you know, very permanent. And so I lost those three, and I felt like I was losing myself. And then I hear this worship song that says, Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me, was this consistency in this continual love that's unconditional, and it's never going to give up on me, where I felt like all these other failed relationships, whether it may be through things that I couldn't control, this was a relationship that even I couldn't control because he was already there for me. And I felt this Holy Spirit just hitting me hard. I mean, hitting my heart hard. And I started getting teary-eyed, and I was in college, and I was with a bunch of high schoolers during a worship song, so I walked outside, and Chris Davis, shout out to Chris Davis, came to me and just loved on me. He prayed for me, and he cared for me, and that's where I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I probably say that. And so I wanted to tell you all this story, my testimony, And I kind of went a little long on some details, but basically, my mom gave me the greatest gift. I I honestly believe this. In the time where I was depressed before she passed away, and then I became even more depressed after she passed away, and I still struggle with depression, even though y'all think, oh, Ben's fun, charming, gorgeous, he's hilarious, he's got a smile that could, you know win any reality TV show, but I struggle with some stuff, I struggle with depression, I struggle with relationships, even to this day, um, I struggle with romantic relationships just because of intimacy or whatever that may be, Um, trust issues, whatever, um, abandonment issues, whatever you want to be, I'm not a counselor, maybe we'll get Steven in here, my counselor friend to come diagnose that, but anyways, I say that because... I think and I believe wholeheartedly that my mom gave me this last push of like, Ben, I love you, I care about you, and I want you to know a Lord and a God and a Savior who can love you 
more so than I can, and that's going to love you consistently in the darkest of times and be there for you. Because it was the push of her passing away that made me feel so utterly alone that I got over my pride, I got over my ego, I got over whatever obstacle or barrier that was preventing me from wanting something deeper and more meaningful. And when I said, okay, fine, I am so low, I am so defeated, what is it that I'll, I'll, I'll swallow my pride, I'll swallow everything, like what's, what, do you, what do you got, what is the thing that I need to be looking for that is going to be so beautiful and wonderful? And that was Jesus, and so my faith. And that's, I think my mom, and I believe that, I think she did that for me. And so I tell that just because, one, I, I love to talk to my mom. I love her. I care about her. I still talk to her. I still care about her. Um, I think about just all the relationships out there that are, are moms out there who I just, I just have the tremendous respect for. And so on this Mother's Day, I want you to look at a mom, wish them a happy Mother's Day, and we want to give a, a special recognition to some moms out there, mothers who have lost children. We love you and we care about you. Those who have lost mothers, like myself, my brother, um, Tyler Ashley, my buddy Josh, my friend Charlie. There's a lot of friends out there who've lost their mothers. Those who have strained mother relationships. I have a very close friend who I'm thinking of right now, who her relationship with her mom is very strained. I think of mothers who have strained child relationships. Maybe their child has gone crazy, done some stuff, and that relationship strained. We pray and think about you. We think about those who have chosen not to be mothers for whatever various reasons. We care about you and we're thinking about you. And we think about those who are yearning to be mothers. Those who have not yet been blessed or maybe are struggling to become mothers. We're thinking about and praying for you. I, uh, man, I know, I know it might not sound like this because it's a podcast and you're not able to see me right now. But this was a tough episode for me. And I felt like I needed to talk about it. It's Mother's Day. And I may not do this every Mother's Day, but I just wanted to let you know moms are special. Moms are beautiful and wonderful. And I had a an awesome mom. I had a mom who cared for my mom one time for my birthday. She didn't have any money to buy me presents. She didn't. And so she went and she said that she had a $5 bill. And she said, Ben, I know this might sound terrible, but I said, I have a feeling that I need to buy this scratch off. And so she said she bought a $5 scratch off. And she's telling me the story. She said she went to the $5 scratch off. She scratched this off. She won $100. And so she was able to go get me some presents and a birthday cake. And I, I, I didn't know anything wiser. And I said, okay, awesome. When I was a kid. And she told me that later on. I know stories of my mom of helping out my cousins in times of need, helping out her sisters, 
helping out her mom, and not just financially, but it, I'm talking about emotional, mental, sharing love, caring for him, being being there for him in the tough times. I think of my mom driving me to the 4-H camp, driving down to Rock Eagle for all the officer stuff that I had to do. I remember her managing to to get Will somewhere to be watched while our dad was deployed, and she driving down to Rock Eagle for a Saturday to walk me across the stage when I was a junior board officer and our parents got to escort us down, and she escorted me down in front of all of Rock Eagle. I still got some pictures from that event. And then driving back, and that's like a a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Man, that's my mom. You know, I remember... I remember her, you know, getting me a toy when I was younger. And actually, I was in middle school, and I was maybe in sixth grade, and it was like this Power Ranger toy. And I was like, Mom, this is my jam. And she's like, no, I'm not getting you that. And I was like, all right, that's that's cool. But, like, and I was very respectful about it. But she got this vibe, and she was like, all right, I'll get you that toy. And I was like, oh. What? And she got it for me. You know, it's it's stuff like that. Like, I just can't, I just, I love her. And I miss her a lot. And I miss her every day. And it's tough. It's tough because, you know, I got to spend this past weekend with Donna and Gracie and Abby Rowe and Joshua and Jim and Stuart. And... You know, I got to see Dinah, who I love and is tremendous, spend time with her grandson, Jay. And this is that beautiful relationship. And Will and I, at some point, are going to have some, some grandkids. And they'll, they'll never get to meet their mom or their grandmother, my mom. And I struggle with that a little bit because, man... They would be blessed just to know her. And they would have a a wonderful grandmother. My mom was a school teacher. And, and, you know, I, I graduated and became a school teacher. And we never got to talk about, you know, lesson plans. We never got to talk about classroom management. The tricks of the trade, like I do with my dad or my brother. We never got to do that. There's a lot of accomplishments that I, I don't get to, I don't know, enjoy with my mom, celebrate with her. I know there's some things that I know I would love to celebrate with her if she were still here. She was in the process of getting her master's degree. I would love just to, the potential to celebrate that with her. So there's a lot of things that I feel like I got to, I miss out on with not having her here. But my brother, he posted something today about her being a guardian angel. And that's so true, Will. She really is. Whew. Oh my God. All right. I'm getting emotional here. And the the last thing I want to talk about, it's my podcast, I'll talk about whatever I want. I'm thinking about my mom, 
how incredible she was. And if <laughs> I remember one time, so my mom was a school teacher and she taught for golly, like 24 years, 25 years by the time she had to medically retire. And so she had a lot of students, a lot of impact. She was awesome. And everywhere we went, we'd see former students, students who like, Miss Mayfield, Miss Mayfield. And man, and she had like, and we kind of knew some of those students because like we would see them, you know, frequently. And so they like had bios. There was like this one kid who's like the X-Files kid. And like she knew that that kid liked X Files, and so she had seen X Files, or and watched it. So she would like, and you do that as teachers, like you have little bios of your students, like okay, that student's into, you know, Star Wars. Okay, cool. So when that kid talks to me, I'll be like, hey, have you seen the new Star Wars movie? And that kid gets lights up. It's like, oh, they remember. So my mom would do that with like students and other bios, <laughs> and so they loved it. It was awesome. It was like, all right, mom, we get it. You're a local celebrity. I uh. <laughs> I remember one time we're in the bank, like in the in the drive through, and the the lady, the cash clerk, was like, "Miss Mayfield," she's like, "Oh, hey, you know, so and so," and so she's like asking questions, da da da. She's like, "Well, how's your husband?" My mom said that to her. "How's your husband?" And the lady, the cashier lady, was like, "Oh, um, well, we're divorced. Um, um, yeah, we're in the middle of divorce, and it's not looking too good." My mom was like, oh, well, that's terrible. All right, I'll see you later. And like, whoo. And, uh, you know, she, I mean, she was classier than that. But it was just so funny and just like, oh, okay, all right. This one of those conversations. My mom was like, all right, well, I'll put that in her bio. Don't mention the husband because that is a sore subject. <laughs> so, anyways, it's a funny story. Um I, I'll end it, I'm trying to think about, I didn't really prepare how to end it, I just knew I had some stories that I wanted to tell about her, so, I, um, want to say, if your mom is still present in your life, and you know this, you don't need me to preach this to you, I'm just giving you a mere perspective of someone who on Mother's Day, or someone who struggles with celebrating Thanksgiving, you know, or Christmas morning, you're reminded, or on your birthday, on those, day, those days where you celebrate, those days where you celebrate either, you know, it's your day about who I get to celebrate with on my birthday, well, I want to celebrate with my fam, and there's a big piece of that family that's not there, or Christmas with your family, and it's not there. And so I just bring that perspective that maybe you're you're thinking to yourself, Ben, I got that, I understand that. Well, if you haven't dealt with the loss, don't take any holiday as small as Mother's Day or whatever it may be. Send them a phone call, send them a text, go see them if you can. Let them know that you love them and that you care about them. I um I miss my mom a lot. I miss her and I wish I could call her and text her. I know she's watching over me. I know she's she's been there for me as I've changed careers and and I've gone back to school and I'm teaching and every day in the classroom. I know her spirit's there and she's watching over me. I know that. It's still a struggle, 
but I know that. I um, and I know that even though she won't be, she won't get to meet my children one day. I know that I'm gonna tell them about their grandma, and <laughs> and it's gonna be some fun stories. And I pray that, and I ask that you who's listening, just give your mom some love. And if you're with me, and maybe you've lost a parent, or maybe you have a strained relationship, I know the pain, I know the pain's real. And there's, there's a Lord and a Heavenly Father who you can give that to. And I know my mom helped me create that relationship with her, or... <laughs> relationship with God and I appreciate that she gave me the most beautiful wonderful gift she she God Michelle and Michelle Moose Mayfield is actually just Anne Michelle Mayfield her maiden name is Moose better known as mom I love you mom I know Will loves you I know our dad loves you. I know you're watching over us. I want to wish all the moms out there, all GW Nation, just a happy Mother's Day. And thank you for listening.